Hello, everybody, all of you listeners walking around with your headphones on and listening to your phones and driving your cars and canceling, <laughs> appoint canceling appointments so you can hear us. Um, oh, yeah. It's very good to have everybody here. I'll just introduce the podcast for a second and then the cast of characters. So uh, this is the podcast to hell and back. And it's about uh, surviving. It's, it's where we try to bring you, all of you, tools for surviving difficulties in life and tools for thriving in life, tools for getting to the next level, tools for pursuing a life worth living. So it's a tool-based thing. We want you to really use the stuff we're talking about. We don't want to do a podcast where you don't go out and do something different. So just wanted to let you know that. And so we're, and, and we're no always- pressure. No pressure. No, you don't have to. You don't have to do it. There's no homework. There's no homework that anyone's going to check on. You do just hearing us. I think might be a good start. And um, yeah, so uh, I want to say hi to Nicole, who's as you know my co-host. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Hi. Hi. And, and we have uh, an unusual podcast today because usually we're focusing on people or who are here, and when we do interview people. If we don't just talk to ourselves and you, we we interview people that are going through hell at the moment or or recently, whether they've lost somebody, whether they have an illness, whether they're just have a trauma, uh, whether they're just having a really terrible time in their lives. And we focus a lot on behavioral skills and on ways of thinking. But today it's a little bit different. It's more of the emphasis on thriving in life and getting to the next level. And so we have a really special uh, guest. Um, it's special for a couple of reasons. One is that it's somebody that I've known in my life for probably the last 16 or 17 years and, uh, and, and on and off during that time, and who I've always had enormous respect for and have learned things from myself and who's sort of a model of dedication and willingness and courage. And, and, and spends his life helping other people do those things through being a fitness trainer and a um, uh, training elite athletes, training everyday people, training 13-year-olds up to 80-year-olds, training one of the NBA, bas NBA basketball players that's best in the world uh, and boxers that have won national championships and beauty queens who have won beauty contests and bikini contests and bodybuilding for women and men. It's just sort of across the board. He's been running gyms for a long time. His name is Jem, which is a weird, you would never guess how he spells his name unless you come from Turkey yourself, because his name is spelled C-E-M. And he has an amazing website, if you ever want to look at it, called Jem, Jem, C-E-M, condition.com. I highly recommend it. You really see what he's doing. You get pictures, you get all videos and all kinds of things and, and some philosophy. And Jem, I've known Jem uh, since I met him in Phoenix because a brother, my younger brother, who, uh, who knew Jem already, had a house in Phoenix and we would go there sometimes. And we met Jem and we went to his gym, which was an early version of what he does now. And my two sons worked out with him. They were teenagers. One of them came back for part of the summer and worked out with him more extensively with a friend and then did some work for Jim. 
And Jem just has continued to roll along. He now has his studio up in Portland, Oregon. It's actually Tigered, Tigered, Oregon, which is just outside of Portland. And, um, and as I said, trains all of those kind of people. He trains people all over the world by now. And so we just thought it'd be very cool to see, like, what's the, what's the framework of thinking and what's he do? How does he help people when they come to his gym? What are his goals? Uh, what's his philosophy? What drives this man? And where did he come from uh, that he did this for himself in his own way? So, Jim, I know that's a complicated introduction, but welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you could make it. Wow, that was incredible, sir. Thank you so much for having me and giving the ability to tell people who are listening to maybe make a little switch in their head to go like, wow, I want to try this method or this kind of a way, and hopefully that can help them to be better in life. So I'm very excited about this. So when you're, when you're working with people, you're not just thinking you want them to get stronger muscles or a better behind or, a, uh, or, or more power on the court or in the ring. You want them to get something better as a human being. No, absolutely. I mean, for, I think it's about 18 years now I've been doing this and I'm so blessed because I'm still young enough but I dedicated my whole time and my life to this. And if you want to be great at something, you have to be almost obsessed with that to be able to do that, in my opinion. So, um, you know, muscles and all that is great, but I think what training done, I seen it early in my life, but now it's almost like proven where people use that more for their mind than just their bodies. It's, um, it's nice to see where people go. I remember like, 15 years ago, and I was a young trainer in Arizona, and this gentleman told me, him and his wife sat down and they had to cut some <clears throat> expenses. And I'm like, okay, here goes my morning 5.30 appointment. And he goes like, you know, they they talked and uh, they're keeping the training in. And I said, I, can you tell me why, sir? I mean, obviously, you know, he's not training for any competition or anything, just a businessman twice a week, actually, Tuesday, Thursdays, 5.30 in the morning. He just gets his work and he says him and his wife came up with that. That morning helps him so much to mentally be ready for the whole week. It, it helps him um, with getting through work. And that made me start thinking more about this is more than just training the human body, right? I mean, that's amazing. It will help you uh, achieve other things in life if your body is strong. But overall, to be able to make people, people go through things in life. Like you said, there is... You know, you go through hell. If you go through hell, you better just keep walking. Don't stop. You know, just, you know, if you have a jacket on, take the jacket off and just keep going through that hell. But I want to give those tools to the people to be able to go through tough times physically, mentally, and spiritually, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things when I think about training, working out. Um, and I just really kind of that mind body connection. I think about engaging on purpose with discomfort, engaging on purpose with kind of like an edge, a place where it's really easy to want to give up. Um, the, the kind of place where it's not really normal. We it's we didn't really, I don't know, evolve to 
to kind of push past these boundaries, these parameters, but we can, if we, if we work with ourselves in a certain way, it's just, it's just really, really uncomfortable. And so the majority of people never go to that threshold. They never go to that place where they are pushing past, um, the capacity of what they think their body can do. Um, you know, whether it's marathons or triathlons or, or elite athletes or whatever. And so it's really interesting to me, you know, what is it that when you're working with someone and at any level really, but helping them move through those self-imposed limitations. So what, what I really think is important is, um, first of all, when you meet somebody, their, their uh, desire for that change uh, is not that strong, if that makes sense, right? It's, um, I will tell you a quote in a second that hopefully makes you understand that a little bit. Um, and then I go into the point. Uh, Mike Tyson's trainer, Customato set this quote, and I, I believe it's still on his, um, if I'm not wrong, in his um, gravestone uh, yard. He says, a boy came to me with a spark of an interest. I take that interest turning into a, a flame. A flame is not very powerful yet, right? A flame is still, you know, something small. I take that flame, turn it into a fire. Now, a fire is a little bit more dangerous. It can get out of control. I take that flame, turning into a roaring blaze. Now, what I just said is you, whatever you start with somebody is not going to be as powerful. They're going to feel weaker. And as a trainer and a coach, if you're not fully invested on really, really serving the person you're trying to work with, it's going to be, you're going to be like, you know what? I, I don't think you're going to achieve that goal trying to go a uh, hundred mile uh, bike ride. So let's just make you just get lose some weight. I just took that person's interest and just immediately killed it. And yeah. then you so discouraged, right? You're like, he didn't say he can help me. He just said, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, I mean, discouraged, you know, a human belief and a human desire to do something can be so powerful. I, I'm not going to worry about the negatives. I'm a strength coach. I would like to help them to get better. So let's fuel those things. But 1% at a time, some people mm. just, that's the problem, right? Listen, okay. Today, I'm going to teach you a little bit about breathing, how when you get a little bit tired, how we can control that. A week later, now let's focus on lifting this weight slowly. Now, if it stays consistent, that person in a year is going to do that 100-mile bike ride and then some. Why? Because you took this in a nutshell, and as the, the, the person who is me, the subscriber, yeah. and helps them to achieve it, it's the connection that you built to help them. It's not the training. You can look at a video of how to train your muscles. It's that spiritual connection that uh, find that person in your life that can help you um, get to that. For example, another quote I have right here on my wall, I'm sitting in my boxing ring at the moment. It mm -hmm. says, I am embedded to my father for living, but to my teacher for living well. Alexander the Great said that. And what does that show you? Find that teacher that can make you live well, you know, and whatever that is. I am a trainer. There could be other things in life uh, that will help you with that. If it's, um, you know, uh, 
if you want to learn how to take boxing, you hire a boxing coach. But I think if you find that person that can help you live well, um, and if you find that connection, hold on to it and give it a chance because I really think that can help you as an individual to get out of certain things and become better, if that makes sense. Uh, of course. Makes so much sense. Jem, you just made me think about uh, a man that I saw this morning who has a severe mental illness and he comes in for therapy. And he was, uh, he was saying, and he, and he lives in a family where there's some superstars, like a person who really runs a department in the United States and another one who's a professor who might win the Nobel Prize. And he's got a lineage of really, really smart people. Actually, their, their direct an ancestor was Albert Einstein, actually. And so, oh, so but he's sitting there talking because he has so many limitations that he has to deal with. And he said that somebody said to him, don't compare yourself to those high functioning people in your family. It just doesn't do you good. And he was very upset about that. Yeah, sure. He said, he said, what do they want? They want me to just sit down and give up. They don't want me to have a life. They don't want me to compare myself. He said, I have to compare myself to people who are great, but then I just have to get there one step at a time. So it's very close to what you're saying. I think it's, mm. it's not just in the gym, it's in the therapy office too. You know? Absolutely. And I, I like what you said, like, when um, I'm going to take it to another step in my tr in my training world, I get somebody coming in and says, man, I want to get back to uh, the shape I was in. You know what I say? No. Why put limitations on maybe you can be better? I don't want you the past. Forget the past, how you trained or what you did. What, what if, if the future can be even better than what you were? Why would you cut yourself short? We want to get back to sometimes to a shape that you think was your best. What is if there's you, you are, you are today version of yourself is the most elite. You got to learn that present moment. And I think a lot of anxiety will leave you if you can take a deep breath and be like, you know what? I'm going to do what I can do today. Yes, I used to do 10 pull-ups. I can do one. He's giving me tools to get to, uh, you know, use a band to be able to help you get up. Eventually, that band gets lighter. Eventually, you do your body weight. We get to eight. We get to 10. Now, let's shoot for 11. You've never done it before. That gives me satisfaction because there are parts in life and there are parts of people they can really get better at that. I don't want to give them limitations. That person can be better than them. You know, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy route, but I think it's not nice as a as a special um, specializing person in a field as an expert to give limitations to people. I think that's not a right thing. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's really interesting um, that you focus in so much on, on strengths and possibility and uh, you know, that, that you are able to work with so many different people from so many different, um, I guess, levels and capacities and to be present. Charlie and I were talking about this because we both looked at your, you know, at some of your material, your website. I even subscribed to Diamond Glutes. Um, oh my God, that's great. I'm bad. I'm bad <laughs> at squats. Um, <laughs> and I hurt my back. So I, I, I really need it. I don't know. We'll see if you can help me. But, you know, you work with so many different types of people and you've, you've mentioned many times, I think, you know, on your website, but also in interviews you've done that, you know, you treat 
every single client that you're with in the moment as your best client, as your most important client. And I'm really curious, you know, in your, in your own mind, how are you able to be so present, so available and so connected um, with whoever the person is in front of you, especially since you have such a, you know, impressive client base? Good question. So for the first point you just said, how can you be example? Um, if you can answer that for me, then maybe I can start thinking about it. What's the difference between the lady who works at uh, behind the desk at Bank of America, um, who comes to my gym, who wakes up that morning, knows she has a session with me, is mentally prepared, a little bit anxiety, a little bit stressed to come see me because she wants to do better. What's the difference between that person and the person who is extremely good at playing a sport, who dedicated his life for it, and he comes the next session after her to get better at his game? There is no difference. What's the difference? I'm a servant to that. So if I have to separate that, then I'm not really a servant to it because if they both come with their full ability, you yeah. know, slept and ready to work and get better, why is there a difference? There is no difference in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I, I remember seeing that even though, Jim, it wasn't like I was there that much, but I remember being in your gym uh, in Tigard and then again in Portland for just little bits of time. And there's an atmosphere in your gym that when a person walks in, first of all, they can hear you all over the place. At least that back in those days, you were very That's loud. True. You were loud and you were like interacting with everybody at once. Like there's a woman over there who's lying on her back and doing some kind of stretching. There's someone over there who's lifting weights. There's someone over there who's boxing at a very elite level. And then there's posters everywhere about Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson and every, and all of that's going on. And what you hear in the gym when you walk in is the same thing we're hearing now, which is like this very um, dedicated belief that every single person uh, is working on something very important. And, and I have to tell you, this is, this is what I'm about to say is totally true. This morning, what I do for exercise, Jim, is typically go swimming. And this morning I went swimming. And while I was swimming, I was thinking of you and just thinking of you. And remembering what it was like to be in your gym, I started swimming harder. You know, I, I was like, Amazing. I was just like, all right, man, I'm going to take on this pool today. Yeah, and, and it just helped me with my attitude. So mm. obviously, what somebody gets out of training uh, really carries over uh, more than just a, the next hour, more than just the next day. It just, it does something that I wish we could bottle and understand. Um, because, uh, you know, it really makes a difference. And I think you have to go all out to get that level. I think what you do, it seems like you, it seems like you're into this 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so easy to say that I'm dedicated. Everybody who works like puts in their uh, everything, right? But to the question of uh, what Nicola said, listen, how do you get that um, feeling to be present? So this is what I tell myself. When I wake up in the morning and I'm about to come to work, I cannot be under the influence of any kind of a substance. I cannot be extremely tired. How unfair is that for somebody who comes here and wants to better themselves? And I tell you, I provide you with the best. So that's an insult to me to be able to give that service. That's one. But I do little tricks with that. 
if you have a new client in the morning, any job you do, you're going to be like a little bit different. Like, hello, welcome to the gym. How are you? Let me show you some things. Now, if that client is year, one year goes by, that's like a lot of training sessions. You know, you're kind of a little bit easy. I um, have a little uh, thing in my, um, when I leave the door to the right of it, whoever you're about to train, act like this is the first time you see them. So now I just remind myself, it's just a little training tool to tell myself that, hey, that person is coming in, you know, it's like almost a new person. So if Sherry works in this morning, hey, good morning, how are you? Are you feeling good? Anything hurting? Instead of like, hey, how are you? You know, like, because I'm expecting you. And that's another thing in life. Nothing, nothing is giving. Don't be expecting these things every morning. Every night when I'm done, think of this, four, five, six NBA players trained, um, business, big time business people, the mom who uh, has a couple of kids trying to get better at night. I'm a superstar, right? I gave them training. I go to bed as an emperor like Marcus Aurelius. And when I wake <laughs> up in the morning, I got to be a gladiator again. Because why? Because mm-hmm. that day is gone. I don't own that. So when you tell yourself that, you know what? I gave it my best. It's not going to carry over. But then that gives you an ability in the morning to be do that same thing again. If you, you know, trick your mind with that, you yeah. start living that versus going, look at me. I made it. I, I trained this. If I tomorrow cancel my 6 a.m., it's okay. You know, yeah. if, you op- if you open that door to act like this, that's going to grow. Don't give it the chance to grow. You know, feed the other purposes more. So that's how I personally do it and i think um hopefully somebody can take some pieces and be like wow i'm gonna i'm gonna you know you don't even need to do fitness it could help you with all kinds of other stuff right my opinion yeah no what you're saying is so brilliant because it it prevents you from taking for granted that you that you know what's going on with someone also you're really seeing them with fresh eyes and you know the relationship even though there's something established you know, maybe you're still looking at them as though, you know, there's new information to be gained. You're and you're working with yourself that way. You're not you're not calcifying into a noun, uh, into a um, a fixed idea. And you're but you're also holding it sounds like both the belief in your capacity and in their capacity for excellence, while not taking for granted that, you know, it's just going to happen on its own. And that's really brilliant. Thank you. And like you said, you're almost satisfying two things at once. You're building myself because I'm like getting better what I do. And that person is like, wow, I I left feeling better, you know? And if you have that gift and hopefully, you know, people find people that can give them that gift because what gives me, uh, what gives me energy is if I'm the one that can help you get better or achieve that goal you're trying to do and you tried with many, that gives me satisfaction. Forget about, you know, um, you have to be like thanking me or trying to like try to do something in life that doesn't require you. What, what do I get out of it? Because yeah. what you get out of it is so much more than what you're actually trying to get. That feeling is so much more powerful than if you would have got another extra hundred dollars because you spend that, but that feeling that uh, satisfies it, that you can do it 
is more powerful. So listen to those uh, things in your mind versus shutting, suppressing them, if that makes sense. Mm. Makes so much sense. How did you learn this? How did you get this way? Did you, did you train yourself to be this way or, or did you have a teacher that taught you all of this? You know, this is so crazy. Like I, you know, a lot of people ask me, um, actually, Mr. Shadi gave me a book a long time ago too. I, my brain, the way it works, I can never start and finish a book. I stop at something and I dig in and try it in my daily life. Otherwise, it's just information for me. If I think, oh, yeah. I read this book, this is going to make you successful. I don't roll like that. I stop in a section. It could take me a month or longer. And I want to live that for a little bit and be able to use that in real world and then put my own thoughts into it. Because I yeah. think that helps me personally to be able to learn for myself and be able to continue teaching it. And I think um, a lot of people take on information. It's like I trained so hard today. But you start forgetting because, you know, you have yeah. to use things. If you don't use it in daily things, you can't get better as good as if you just learn it, if that makes sense. Do you have an example of that? I mean, I think that's just so really, really, really interesting of something you read and then you practice it and just how that process evolved. So uh, there was a part in the book where, listen to this. Um, if you go into, like they use the gym example and your gym has... Um, uh, TVs in the locker room and sauna and comfortable chairs in your mind, you thinking you already made it, right? So you feel like, you know what? I mean, life is good. Let me finish this game on the screen. Let me sit down, answer these emails. <laughs> so it says, be like the warrior, uh, like the, you know, the Spartans, like where I don't have a waiting area in my gym. So I experiment, like when you walk in the gym, uh, I don't have uh -huh. an area where you got to sit down. I don't you come into Get my right machine there, you know, that doesn't mean you got to jump on them, but it's like, Hey, there's one sign when you walk in, I can show you later. It says, um, success is not owned. It's least rent is due today. And then there's the arrow to my gym. So already it's like, you know what? I got to pay my dues instead of wow. like sit down. And, you know, so that's, I, I wanted to live those things and see if that really makes a difference because, you know, one time I read, about a gym, it says in their website, come on in between your sets or after your workout or between your workout, sit down, have a coffee, enjoy yourself. I'm not saying that's, that's not uh, uh, wrong. Absolutely not. But if you're trying to achieve something, if you're trying yeah. to get oh, that 100 man. mile bike run, that's not going to work. I'm sorry. Totally. So there's an example Absolutely. for that, for example. That's a great example. Hey, Jim, like I, watch you like what? I said, I like to watch those things happening because I'm like, hey, you're ready? And they're like, man, I walked in. It feels good. Let's go. So, yes, I see those things happening. I love that you've thought about that, about how, how you enter, you know, how, I mean, in our work, you know, how you prepare your office, how you prepare your waiting room, what, where you put your office, how you greet the person in the waiting room. You know, all of those things that I used to run a hospital program. What's it like when a new patient enters that hospital floor? It's like usually awful. People walk in and it's just kind of like they hang around and they don't know what to do and they feel ashamed. And and so it's it's there's so many opportunities like that. That's so so cool that you think that through. And I, I want to ask a different thing. It's a slight turns. Same stuff, slightly different direction, Jim. I'm trying to think yeah, out of all these years that you've done this, 
you must have many, many, many times encountered people running into obstacles where they just can't do another set. They can't go to the next level. They want to give up, whether it's one of your elite athletes or whether it's just your, your woman who's working at the bank and trying to improve her life. Like, could you have examples of, of how you have helped people yep. when, they, when they run into barriers and they're at a standstill? Injuries. Injuries, for instance, yeah. Okay, you ready for this? Ready. L- learn how to zoom away from the situation because you like glued to the injury or that rep you couldn't do. Let's zoom out for a second. Look at the bigger picture for like just a week, not your life. Just zoom out a little bit and say, you know what? I got these things done and I improved in this. I, I have this injury on my foot, but we can't train the core. We can't do the back. If you zoom out a little bit in life, you can say, you know what? I'm going to take that to the back burner, but it, why my core? Why my arms? I can work on those instead of drilling on your foot to go like, well, I'm a basketball player. I need my ankle. You need your core. You need your mindset. You need your shoulders. So let's focus on that and then let them just, they go like, you know what? After you give that kind of a working out in, they go like, I feel good. You know, I said like, just zoom out a little bit. Don't, you're just focusing so much on one thing. It's going to wear you down. You know, like, hey, I only have those $4 in my pocket. What I'm trying to buy is this much, you know, zoom out and say, I got water. I might not need this croissant. You know, so just think a little differently at that moment versus like just drilling on what you're trying to get. Like, so that can maybe give you a little perspective of like, you know what? And if that didn't work, take that day off. Okay. Take a deep breath. And then when you come tomorrow, you got to let it go. You got to say, okay, today I'm going to zoom out and just work on something else Mm because you cannot feed that either. If you start going like, well, I'm going to take it off. And no, if you come back tomorrow, Work on your breathing. That requires nothing. Deep in, out. When you focus on that, in a week, you're back on your foot again. You can work out. But people just stick to one thing. They're just looking over here. Man, how am I going to move this out? And they're just fixed on it versus you can be like, let me zoom out. Let me look at the room. I can move it to this corner. I can take this piece off. So just zoom out a little bit and look at different perspective because sometimes our mind, if you think, this is the only way you believe it. So if you zoom out, you look around that object, you can go, maybe there's another way, but you have to zoom out to see it. Otherwise, how are you going to see it? Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Related to that. So interesting. Um, Goals, setting goals, and then working with goals. I'd love you to talk about two examples, like one, maybe where it's someone you're working with, that's never really had a big goal, um, a fitness goal before, and you know, how you go about helping them set a goal, look towards a goal, believe in themselves, achieving a goal. And then maybe someone that has like a really, really, you know, audacious goal, something that is, that's really huge. That's really specific. And, um, that that's going to require quite a lot of transformation in order to achieve it. And, and if there are similarities or differences, all of that. So a lot of people uh, are visual, right? So let's say somebody brings you an image and says, I want to look like this, right? Immediately a trainer goes, well, her torso is bigger than yours. So forget that. So I'm already shutting you off 
with because yeah. of a torso length you don't have. Been there. You know, right? It's like, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? You showed me a person that is uh, this ethnicity and, you know, over there they do this more, whatever. So oh. I think instead of that, be like, okay, you gave me an image. Now give me a couple other things that can support that, that is just to you. I never done pull-ups in my life, you know, never just got it. Okay, let's feed that fire a little bit, right? Okay. <laughs> See, I, I'm just saying, uh, you stick to this one thing. Why, why one thing? You know what? I never, never could, um, you know, lay on the floor and get out without holding on. Stuff that is like more important than just, I want the, you know, six pack. But then if we have more supporting things, I have more options to feed those. Mm -hmm. Hey, we done the pull up. I'm not there with the torso yet, but I look better. So you don't feel discouraged because we had mm -hmm. one thing. We didn't get you like, screw this. I'm done training. I'm never going to be fit. So <laughs> help each other with the client or with yourself. Be like, okay, I want to lose this weight. Good. I want to work on when I, um, when I go for a walk, I start breathing heavily. And I don't think because I'm out of shape. Let's focus on breathing exercises again, right? So do things that support that goal that are maybe, I don't want to say easy to achieve, but there's different ways of being able to get to those. So then we reach one. Okay, now we reach the second one. So there's more things to it. Um, that helps me with clients to be able to say, hey, okay, we want to lose that weight. We're going to focus on that. But you told me you wanted to get strong on your legs to be able to run around with your grandkids because you get tired climbing up the uh, places where the kids go up. So let's focus on that as well. So having those avenues, I think helps the person to, again, not just drill on one thing like, hey, I couldn't, hey, we didn't get to the pull-up yet, but your torso looking better, right? So you could change opposite yeah. too. It doesn't need to be the one or the other. Yeah, I wondered, like, if somebody comes in and wants, let's say somebody has gained a lot of weight, Jim, and they're like 60 or 80 pounds more than they want to be, and, and, and they just feel very discouraged, and they come in to work with you, and they can tell after one week, after two weeks, there's not much change in their weight. How do you work with that person? That is the easiest thing in the world. When they come, you got you to gotta just smile and make them feel happy that they're there. Forget the workout. They, you can train them with the most elite machines or exercises that will make them lose weight. If they not feel like they don't belong there, they're going to leave. So your first option is to be like, how are you? You know, a hug and good to see you. Thank you for being here. Like, thanks oh. to you made it. I, I know it wasn't easy. And then they go like, it actually wasn't easy. Uh, you know, but see, forget the workout. Then you got good music playing. If they like old punk, you just get it going. Then we start <laughs> doing some movements because I need to build a habit before uh, trainers get so deep and okay, this is the best program for you for fat loss. You need it. But that person somehow feels like this person, I'm just another number, another appointment, which yes, but if you can overcome that, man, you can get them to that position slowly. So create that feeling because, again, it's movement, right? And if you get people moving, but that's deeper than that because I need you to feel because you're not going to feel some days like it. And if I'm not really having something in my mind and you come in, I'm like, you ready? Let's go. You, or how about this? Somebody walks in five minutes late, right? Five minutes late. 
hey, you're late, let's get going. It took him so hard to get there because whatever you have to go through to get there, you know, they already come in like hand-tick. You ever seen somebody who's late? I'm like this. Take a deep breath. You're good. You feeling okay? Come on, let's warm up. It's me taking that whatever they were, calming it down. Mm. But if I feed that fire and go, you're late. Come on, let's go. We're already behind. Now I'm already more frantic. The workout is the workout is shit. It's gone already. That person is checked out. You know, yes, you're going to work out, but he didn't feel that. So how you approach that with uh, who you are, and that's more important than the physical aspect. That's where, again, the mind part comes in. That's important to me, and I've seen it work over the years. So I can speak to it versus saying, I think it will work. I've seen it work, so that's important. It's so fascinating. So I'm thinking about myself now. Um, and and so I used to be, I used to work out quite a bit. I used to run Central Park every morning, um, took a lot of spin classes, did a lot of Pilates, a lot of yoga. And um, then through the pandemic and herniated dicks in my neck or whatever, I, I'm not... Ah, I'm in the worst shape of my life. And, and so, and I have a bit of an ego, um, and, and a bit of an attachment to, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like to the way that like the shape I used to be in the way I used to be able to do things. And I find with, it doesn't matter what we're talking, whether it's running Pilates, yoga, spinning, I am so, and this is just me and me, there's nobody else there, Mm -hmm. but like, I am so anxious and intimidated and and it's like I don't even want to look at it like because it's so much harder for me to do things that used to be so easy and I know logically that it's like all right just start just start somewhere but it sounds like you're you're like meeting everyone with compassion you're taking care of the nervous system you're really welcoming people into wherever they are and allowing that to feel and you know for me I'm like always feeling guilty that I'm not doing what I'm, you know, it's, it's like, it's all of the wrong things, but I don't know how to like, I don't know how to switch that, flip that switch and, and actually make myself, I used, I used to love moving more than anything. It was like my way of relaxing my brain. And now I just don't. So what, what do you, what do you tell me and people like me? But listen to this there, the, the switch is the switch is on. All you, the, the switch is not the problem. When I tell that client that I give the compassion and the thing, yeah. and we've been working for a little bit, and I see them a little bit decreasing, and they're like, oh, this is tough. Now it's my time to give them the motivation because I still got to get results. So we can't right. be like just hanging out all day. Hey, we did six before. Your forum looks good. I know you can do two more. I believe in that. That's when I get it out. So all you need to do is give the self-love to yourself you're going to go run. And if you didn't beat the record or whatever, it's fine. But those little moments where you go like, I'm not tired. I'm just not feeling it. That's when you hit the switch higher and say, no, no, no. Don't do that to me. I'm going to finish this harder. So it's a give and take situation, not constantly beating yourself up. Uh, My train doesn't even count because I didn't beat that number. Because it's a journey of training. Your body, the movement is not a, you're not doing this for, um, you, you think you're doing it for destination. There is no destination. Right. You know what I mean? You as a person, you said, um, what did you say earlier? You said like, you know, you're looking constantly to reminding yourself um, yeah. 
you're reminding yourself like I used to be here, yeah. right? I used to do this. Look at my quote behind me. Are you ready? Your mind is not your friend. Okay. Huh. I will I'll finish that quote in a little bit, but it's not your friend. You know why? The moment you want to sign up for a marathon, your mind tells you, remember that last time you hurt yourself. Yeah. Okay? The moment I want to talk to somebody that I find attractive to and have the courage to go up, my mind says, ah, ah, ah. Last time you saw, last right. time you got a rejection. Totally. It's like, it's yep. giving you all the reasons why you're going to flop. Exactly. So don't, I'm going to finish that quote when I'm, I'm ready right now. That way, hopefully put those little things next time you start working out into it. Are you ready? Your mind is not your friend. I hope you know that you have to fight with your mind, control it, put it in its place. You have to control your emotions and learn to impose your will on the reality you want to create. That's a lot going on, but think about little things. Um, you, you, it's a daily thing with your emotions. You're like, you know what? No. Oh, yeah. An I, hourly I, thing sometimes. <laughs> hourly. Minutes, right? Yeah. So just with that said, I would like to have you next time you start doing things, don't base it out of one. You're going to build up. There's times you go, uh-uh. I'm going to push through this. And there's times I moved. I didn't hurt myself. I'm right. better than before because yesterday is gone. Tomorrow not here yet. I did it today. And even right. if it wasn't your best, that's not what you're trying to accomplish. Right. So it's a little bit thinking mind of you to changing it and versus like, like you said, negative. I used to be this and I can barely do it. Then start with a little bit today. Right. And focus uh, on the reality that you want. I think that's so correct. key. Yep. You know, reality that, you want to create your focus. Yeah. That's everything. Cause if you're, if you're creating a creative space rather than a reactive judging space, it's a really different quality. That's, that's I'm, I'm sign me up. I mean, it's so beautiful <laughs> just to speak with you guys about this because I believe that, um, I believe that there's so many people out there. They want to, they want to get to certain places and um, they just need to find somebody as a, as a coach. I don't, um, I'm not a creator, right? I just unfold things and unlock things in people mm -hmm. because I can never make somebody do something. You are in that shape. You are amazing. How you put together. My goal is to help you unlock things. You go like, wow, I could run this much. I could do these pushups. So that's what uh, you need to find in life. Hopefully, somebody that can help you unlock those things. There's great people out there. And that's important, in my opinion. Yeah. For me, Jim, it's a different problem. Um, though I was in better shape, but it, but it was uh, specifically running at one point. But I was never very strong. And so you, you keep using the example of the pull-up. And I keep twinging inside. I think, shit, he's talking about me. Because I, I mean, even when I was in elementary school in Albany, Oregon, I mean, and I'm at school and we're supposed to, everybody's supposed to go to the pull-up bar and then do as many pull-ups as you could do. And I would just be, this is it. This is as far as I would get, like, just like this. I could not, I, I'm, for those of who you are just listening, I'm just holding my arms up. I mean, I would just hang there. For some reason, the way my body is put together, even if I did a lot of working out or I used some weights or I did some push-ups or I did some pull-ups with some assistance. And then I, over the years, I just decided, you know, I'm just a human being who will never 
do a goddamn pull-up, you know, and, and, it, and it was discouraging. And then I go into gyms and I see these people doing pull-ups and some of them look ridiculous compared to me. I mean, I don't look so bad. And there's some people in there who can really like just go in and do pull-ups. So what do you do with somebody like me? I mean, it, it's actually something I'd like to be able to do, but it would take a ton of work to get to do one pull-up. And then what do I have? <laughs> one pull-up. <laughs> How about this? We can talk about you still doing a pull-up, but that could be assistant, right? Now you have assistance. You're doing a perfect pull-up, but there's some assistance, whatever it's like, you know, the assistance with the weight or a band that helps you up. Now you did one pull-up. You know what it feels like, what it takes, how much your back gets activated, you know? Then you zero the one, it's harder than one to two, right? So instead of getting discouraged of I'm never going to do a pull-up, I did pull-ups. They were assisted, okay? And as long as you can decrease that assistant, how you get to the pull-up, you still did it. You know, it's not, hey, I was going to run this marathon. Um, you know what? I ran, I walked, I crawled, I still finished it. But it's not just that one thing because if I, you in life, don't give just one aspect to something. I'm not successful because I never got to this point. That is not right because there's a lot mm. of different ways of success that you don't realize till you don't have that in mm. your life. And you go like, man, I would have, I, I have two arms and I pulled myself up, you know, with a little bit of assistance versus going like you're focusing just too much on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I get aspect it. Of it. So that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Of course, I would love you to have 10 pull-ups. And I wish I can tell you I'm the trainer who can make you do 10 pull-ups. But I will help you to get one with assistant. And hopefully we get to one less, less, less till you do it on yourself. So, and if you would focus on that every single day, I know you will get there. But then you lose focus of doing podcasts with me or hanging out with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hi. it's... it's My kids, who, by the way, my kids, Jim, who know that I was going to be talking to you today and they have very fond memories of you. So, I mean, I don't know if you remember Max at all working there with uh, you at one point. How can I forget? He built steps for me. He was making fun of me because I was bodybuilding and I couldn't eat popcorn at the movie theater. And he's giving me popcorn. I said, if you do another one, I'm going to punch you because I couldn't eat popcorn because I was dieting for a show. So, Yeah, but I'll tell you, he came home from being out there with you. And he, all he would eat with would be protein powder and various things he would get from a special uh, GNC store or something like that. And so he was, <laughs> hey, look, we're going to stop with this part of the conversation. And okay. uh, for those of you who are listening, and probably you want to hear more, uh, it's this one week after you hear what you just heard, there'll be the, the rest of it will be posted. So we're going to have a continued conversation, but we're going to stop for today. I mean, for today, from your point of view. And um, yeah, so Jim, thanks a lot. And, uh, and we're going to say goodbye to everybody and, and ask people to, um, what do you say, Nicole? It's always so difficult for me because we aren't yet at the place that we make it easy for people I know. to review. We're, you know what? We're working on that. But, you know, you we're can work, just good. let all of us know how amazing Jem was. Um, and you'll hear more next week. Right. Right. Thank you. You're, Thanks, you so put much. it, you have a much more straightforward way of talking <laughs> than I do. 
<laughs> <laughs> Rarely, but that's something. All right. All right. Well, let's head.